What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th, shop at Macy's.com or in store. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, guys. So we're so excited for today's podcast because we have two legends that are going to be on the show. Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas. Uh, Phil, for those of you that don't know, and actually I had to, I, I knew the name. Um, but he was basically the Oprah before Oprah. He's the king of like daytime talk for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's won a ton of Emmys, um, for outstanding talk show. So, I mean, he was, he was the first to. He was the OG. Yeah. You know, and, and my parents have been here, my grandfather, um, you know, this past week and we even asked them we're like hey do you guys know phil donahue and everyone kind of lit up it was like yeah i used to watch the heck out of that show i always used to watch it and this and that and so i mean everybody knows phil donahue and then his wife marlo thomas who is actually she was a guest on his show and that's kind of when everyone saw them fall them in love because everyone knew that they saw the spark um so she's an actress um, she's, she was on a show. Actually, I was walking today with one of my girlfriends and she was on a show called that girl. Um, and they've been married for over 40 years and they have a book out, um, on our same imprint, uh, uh with Harper Collins and the book's called what makes a marriage last because they've been married for over 40 years. And what they did is they, um, they took 40 couples, Cele- mm-hmm. celebrity couples, um, and they basically interviewed them because they're great at that they're great at interviewing obviously phil and then you know um same with marlo 
but they interviewed these couples and it was so cool because, you know, we have a crash course in their book and we got to read it, um, read a lot of it because we just got it the other day. And just to kind of hear the stories of some people that, you know, I really look up to like Viola Davis and her husband and, you know, um, Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Jamie Lee Curtis and um, her husband and go ahead, baby. All the couples, they kind of have a requirement for all the couples that they've been married um, a certain amount of years or have been in like they have Elton John and David Furnish who've been in a domestic partnership for over 15 years married for the last four to six years because of legality reasons but they have this kind of prerequisite for these couples you know and especially I think all of us at one point have been like man how does you know these people who are of such celebrity status stay in like it's always a genuine surprise when they see that or even I think so when you see a celebrity couple that have been married for so long. Oh, for sure. You're like, oh, how did they do it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you think about your, yourself, you're like, man, it's hard. And how does someone like that do it? Yeah. For example, like Michael J. Fox and Tracy, you look at them and you're like, man, how long, like, how did they make it work? What was their, what was the secret? And I know, Mike, I know you always have your headphones on when we travel, but whenever I do see, you know, a sweet old couple or when I'm on the plane traveling by myself, I'm always like, how long have you been married? And then I always say like, okay, what's your secret? And whenever I play shows, I usually sing love and then I celebrate whoever has had the longest mm-hmm. um, marriage. And so, you know, some of these people are 30, 40 years and I'm always like, what's your secret? And I'll never forget this one guy. He's like, over medication, <laughs> over medicating. And I was like, no. Um, and one of them was just like, the wife was like, we're best friends. <laughs> oh. Yeah, as he's like. He's like, yeah, okay. But um, that's the cool thing about this book, though, because it, I mean, they get these people, these celebrity couples to really open up and, and share things that they've been through, what has helped it work for them. And it's just, what's great about it is, you know, a lot of things that Jan and I have shared, you know, you guys have re- commented and responded saying, because of what we share, you don't feel so alone. And this book, like, epitomizes that. Where it's like, man, if all these couples that a lot of us look up to, you know, and hold with such high regard and they go through what they go through and all of their marriages, they all look different. Mm -hmm. Not one of them is the same. Not, you know, some of them have similar beliefs, but some can have polar opposite beliefs in certain things like, you know, the the classic debate of going to bed bed angry versus not going to bed angry. And I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, one of the things in um, Ray Romano and his wife, um, Anna's story, is Ray says, it's good to have the same outlook, the same values. Um, But then it's also, and he goes, I'm just speaking for ourselves, it's also that we're compatible. She's that person, I'm this person. I'm this person who performs and needs um, attention. She's that person who doesn't feel neglected by this person. So I mean, especially in this business, the pieces have to fit that way. And I think about, it's just like, you know, who's your person? Have you found your person? Are you with your person? You know, is a person, cause like with the Ray story, he's like, I need attention and I need someone, <laughs> I need laughs. Know, I need and... laughs and I need someone to just be that supportive stay at home mom, you know, and, and, and rock. And I need to like, feel like I'm, you know, the, a funny, funny person. And it's, and she's that person for him. So it's like, what is it like, so I'll, I'll ask you, like, what makes you that person or me be that person? Or maybe I'm not. <laughs> God, you, are, you are my person. And 
I, I just think, love that. Like, you're my person. I think that's something that you find over time because maybe some people who are newly together, newly married, might give a fluffy answer. But I think you start to realize when you go through the day-to-day, the monotony and the grinding of marriage and having a family, the little things of, of how you balance each other out and how much, you know, you and I have commented how much we balance each other out in the day-to-day stuff, mm-hmm. you know, with certain things. And it's because of that, that that even that simple stuff reassures me. I'm like, this is my person. I was like, because if I had somebody like me, it wouldn't be nearly as passionate, nearly as magical, and I wouldn't be a better person. You know what I mean? And kind of to that topic, there's something on uh, John McEnroe and, and Patty Smith's story. You know, it even starts off the chapter where there's a quote that says, women are n- notorious for saying, oh, he's got the potential, but potential is not good enough. Marry the person, don't marry potential. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to ask Phil and, and Marlo about that question too, but gets you thinking is like in Ray Romano's case and his wife um you know how many of us out there are marrying based on potential you know are people accepting can people accept who's in front of them yeah people will grow mm-hmm. but you can't ask for this drastic change yes i i do fear though that and i know that i've been um where I've almost thought I could change the person, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, because I think we as women, and I'm I'm not saying to categorize just us, but I feel like I think a lot of women can be like, oh, I can change that. Or like, right. no, like I'll be the one he doesn't do this with, or I'll be the one like to change that. And when it kind of hits you in the face, it's like, no, <laughs> Right. No, you won't. I, and, and then you might help them grow and be sure. a better person kind of. You like know. you're doing for me. So that could be for sure the case. But to just straight up change, like they're going to stop smoking marijuana because they know I hate marijuana. Right. It's like, well. I mean, to to that point, I mean, I think men even look at women in that regard where we kind of put that power in you as well, where I always told myself back when I was single, it's like. Uh, when I get married, I won't, you know, mess around anymore. Mm. It's like, because the woman will change me. It'll be because of that. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like I, I put such high, you know, expectations on that as well. Even though as you and I found out has nothing to do with you. Yeah. In my situation, at least. So it's just interesting if, you know, I think it's important. I think that's an important thing to kind of touch on and i can't wait again to talk to phil and marlo about it um on those kind of expectations but you want to take a break and get them on yeah i'm so excited excited. hey there did you know that may is asian american and pacific islander heritage month macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool aapi owned brands like cardon kaja amelia george and hey mave I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. 
APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Okay, so we are waiting on Marlo and Phil. Um, are there any ones that, any relationships from the Brian Cranston um, and his wife or there's, remember Deepak and Chopra? Yeah. They're in there as well. Um, another great, couple that um Lily, there's lily tomlin and jane wagner sully the captain um chip and joanna ted danson mary i always wondered how their relationship like because there's just billy janice crystal hello cool j and simone smith kevin bacon kira Sed- sedwick i'm just i'm so like i just i hope everyone gets this book because it's it's awesome and i'm i'm you know we're only kind of 
little more than a half in and I'm, I'm just so enjoying it. But is there one that you just really loved reading? I think, uh, you know, kind of to my point earlier about how can someone of that stature, that lifestyle, be in a committed marriage or relationship for however many years they have. And LL Cool J is one of those. You how know, long has he been married for? They've been married for 25 years. Wow. And he, man, the height of his career. Yeah. I mean, they too. met, they met when they were just teens. He had one record out. He was at the beginning of his career. So he hadn't really hit it like main mainstream yet. And there's only a two year period that they were apart from each other, but that was still when they were just dating. They weren't even married yet. So any takeaways from that one? I think just their maturity talking about their relationship. It's just the way they talk to each other, the way they talk about their marriage. There's just such kind of mutual respect there that you know they value what each other is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's a cool thing about the book. It gives a lot of dialogue. So in the book, too, it'll say you'll see the actual dialogue of what they said. So of, it's Yeah, of the conversation. So to have like Phil says this and then, you know, LL Cool James, who's, he goes by Todd. Todd says this. Simone says this. Marlo says this. He goes by Todd. Yeah. I never knew that. So that's a takeaway. See, the beginning of the chapter, Phil's like, so what do I call him? Like, LL Cool J, J, and his assistant was like, no, just call him Todd. What was that shark movie LL Cool J was in? Deep. What? What was that? <laughs> what was that? Oh, uh, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Wasn't there a song that he had in there? Oh, God, it was so good. It's driving me crazy. I'm going to look it up. It was so bad it was good. It was so bad it was good. What about for you? What? Which one stood out so far? Um. Oh, my gosh. Well... I would say Michael J. Fox has kind of made me a little sad. Really? Well, you know, he's just here. I'll I'll pull up one of the quotes that he they talked about. But obviously, you know, um, he got diagnosed a couple. Yeah. uh, I mean, it's been I don't want to misquote it, but it's been at least 15 years, hasn't it? Since he's been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Yeah, I think so. Um, And she actually got Marlo got. She cried after she left their interview. Wow. And um, because she just saw the the beauty. Um, one of the things that she wrote, and I'll tell you right now, um, I'm going to my little dog ear thing. And she said, um, well, first of all, Tracy said, in marriage, you have to take it all, the good with the bad. And if you love somebody, you deal with whatever it is they're dealing with. Their issues become their issues. And I really took a lot from that because – that's so true I mean especially in the vows when you marry someone it's, it's till death do us part sickness and in health sickness and, sickness and in health and you know that that's exactly your thing in marriage you have to take it all the good with the bad if you love somebody you deal with whatever it is they're dealing with their issues become your issues and you know just with mm. sickness or within addiction or within yeah. compulsive this or personality like your whatever issue that you have or start having in a marriage becomes your spouse's issue Mm -hmm. now you don't have to take it on but it's still an issue it's 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 their choice whether or not to be a part of it to take it on and you know that that kind of brings me to the question that we've gotten a lot and it's like how do you know to stay how do you know it's worth it and i just 
you know, thinking of that quote and, and what we've talked about is even with that mindset of it becomes your cross to bear your burden, not to be, not, I'm not saying it necessarily from a negative place, but it's, uh, it still takes both people, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things where it's not like, well, I'm married. I just have to deal with this. Yeah. And she says, Michael and Tracy showed me to the door. This is Marlo speaking. And I began the short walk home. I hadn't taken more than a few steps before I began to cry. What I'd witnessed for the past 90 minutes was the very heart of the marital bond. It was uncanny to me and it remains so today. That love and pain, joy and sadness, the best and the worst can coexist so closely and yet with such grace. Michael's illness is always there. The movement he has little control over is there. His disease is in their marriage and their marriage is in his disease. They are braided as a given, and that braid is made of love and commitment and steel. It filled me with love for them, and it filled me with love for my own husband. Mm-hmm. This is marriage. Wow. And I just remember, I when I, when I read that the other day, I was just like, it gave me chills, because that's so true. I mean, through illness, through all of it, that, like, that is a part of the marriage, and you take on these, it's almost like when we talk about in our book, babe, uh, the baggage, like it's not saying that's baggage, but it is in a sense where you take on some person's yeah. maybe emotional um, past, emotional past, baggage, yeah. yeah, childhood wounds, or that those become part of the marriage for sure. And it's just, yeah, it just made me really reflect a lot about you know our situation and um, addiction, and mm-hmm. and it's just because that is, you know, it's. It's 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 our issue now. It's not just yours. Right. And again, I don't take it on, but it is something that we do together as a team. And it affects like, you. Um, yes. Yeah, but you know, you also yes, yes, it, it affects. But at the same time, like it's there and um how do I say this? Like I'm not trying to It affects you, but it's not your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And I'm not like I don't play vi- like even though <laughs> some would say I play victim, I don't like I'm not playing victim to it. No, it's just it's there, and we acknowledge it, but it's still part of staying and knowing things. Just like you know that I, I don't know what's one thing that you know is one of my issues. You're perfect. Honey. Oh my god, no, shut <laughs> up. No, but I'm serious. You know, like it's okay. We've it's almost like. The sign-up sheet, it's here. We've signed up for it. Right. We, we didn't sign up for it, but it's there, and this is marriage, and we have to navigate it together. Yeah. Like, for me, it would be compromising on your timeline. So, like, with your timeline of things, you want things done. Like, there's no better time than the present. That's an issue? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, I'm so confused. Like, Why is that an issue? <laughs> sometimes it's drop everything and do it now, mm. you know? And so, but it's, but again, that's what I talked about earlier, where we balance each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's still a priority of things. It's like this certain thing can wait till tomorrow or can wait till later. It doesn't have to be done right now. We don't have to stress about it right now. We don't have to overthink this situation right now. We can cross certain bridges when we get to them. Right. So that's where I reel us back. But also at the same time, so at moments I am too laissez-faire. So you'll get those things in my head or, or get it, you know, higher on my priority list because it does need to get done or whatever it is. So, yeah, for sure. And I also think too, I mean, 
I'll, I'll give myself a little more sh- and I'll say, you know, one of the issues that you have to deal with on me is, is from my past too, where sometimes I can maybe portray that on you unfairly. So just like when we said earlier, like childhood wounds or for mine, mostly like adolescent, but like there can be certain things where it can, unfortunately you take the, the, the brunt of it because of, you know, things that I'm still trying to, to work through, through, you know, and, and in our relationship and stuff um, to like do better and not to like, it's not, not put your face on it. You know, for sure. I appreciate that. Um, also Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos, they were also in the book and I loved reading their thing too. Right when they got married, she threw the ring, like they were over. (laughs) So there's some juicy stuff in there too. It's so good. Um, but let's take one more break and hopefully we'll be able to get them on. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. 
Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. So talking about all this stuff kind of made me think of something. I was on our, our buddy Nick Woodard 615 podcast. Um, you know, me, him and his brother kind of having some dad talk uh, not too long ago. And we were talking about relationships and stuff. And I kind of said something making a point of I feel like when someone is asked the question why do you love your partner why do you love your your spouse or whoever if someone answers quickly then it's surface level interesting because it's easy to say because love as you and I have found out it's more than just a feeling it's it's a concept. It is a feeling, but there's so much more attached to it. It's respect. It's understanding. It's forgiveness. It's there's so much where it's more than just, Oh, why do you love Gianna? Oh, she's beautiful. She's hardworking. She's this, like, sometimes it's, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when asked that question, it's, it's almost hard to put into words because how do you put into words everything we've been through mm-hmm. and all the reasons that I love you into, into, single adjectives like it's difficult when you really love somebody when you're really committed in 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 working at the relationship that you're in and i think what you're reading what marla was saying about michael j fox's story at the end of that was so beautiful and that had me thinking about it i'm like when she was like this is marriage like braided together and all of this stuff i was like it's so much more than these surface level adjectives and why we love each other Mm mm-hmm so I just thought what Marla said was beautiful and it just kind of had that, it reminded me of that topic that I talked about with Nick. So what did you come to the conclusion of? <laughs> On why I love you? Yeah. That would take a whole episode, honey. Were you able to think about anything? <laughs> <laughs> she has got her fishing rod out, fishing right now for... I'm just curious, like if anything, like... Because that's, what's a problem too? Like, what if you couldn't find anything? Like, what if you're like, ah, mm, ah, mm. like, that's a bummer too. Like, For when, sure. when you start to, when you don't really, when you can't say why you love your spouse. And that must be the worst feeling. Because I've gotten yeah, there with, that's... I've gotten there with relationships before. Be like, why do I, like, I don't even think I love you. And that, like, that realization is, is crazy. So, I mean, just think like, if someone's th- listening right now and thinking about, okay, what are the reasons? Like, why do I love my husband? And if you're sitting there and you're just going, oh, like that, that's sad. That's a, that's almost a sad realization. Yeah. That's a that's a great 
a great point, honey. And it's, uh, I'm sure there's people out there that even if they thought about it right now, like, oh, why do I love my boyfriend or my significant other, whoever? They might be like, oh, actually, I don't know. Which is why I want to go thinking, like, that just sparked um, when I was reading this book the other day with Jamie Lee Curtis and her husband, um, Christopher Guest. And she said, Jamie goes, the secret to marriage is how much hatred can your marriage actually survive? And Marlo actually goes, hatred? (laughs) And Jamie says, yes, the idea that you wouldn't hate the other person is crazy. I, I think what happens is that people have an idealized agreement. They go into this thing with all the best intentions. And at some point, I think they start hating some things. And then they get really terrified and they leave. And what I'm saying is, if our contribution to your book about marriage is the word hatred, then both of us, I think, will feel really good. I'm not saying that we have a perfect marriage. We don't. I don't think there is one. But I think what people want to know is that the other people, this is huge, but I think what people want to know is that other people struggle and that life is hard. It's the reason that quote from the Princess Bride is so profound. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. And so I think people actually want to know that other people have struggled. Yeah. And then her husband said, and that they're not alone. And I love this too, because um, Jamie Lee Curtis is 20 years sober. She goes, there's another quote I learned from recovery. If you stay on the bus, the scenery will change. That basically means that feelings come and go and they can change from one day to the next. You may hate your spouse one day and the next day you don't hate them, but you wake up and it's a new day and a fresh start. The scenery has changed. And to end all this, Jamie goes, what's the secret to staying married? Don't leave. Boom. That's awesome. That's like mic drop right there. Look, I mean, I get people sometimes have no choice but to leave because I truly do believe that if there's just one person working in the marriage, it's not going to last. And we talk about that a lot in our book, Good Fight. It's, which by the way, pre-order, you can pre-order at janaandmike.com, but it's two people have to do the work, but there's going to be some times where you might have to pick up the slack for the other person and vice versa. For sure. But I do, you know, the hatred word is just, you know, because there might be a, to back to that question, there might be a time when you're thinking, do I even love my spouse right now? Well, I think, and that that's where it goes into this, the idea, but between like and love, right? It's like, I don't like you right now, but I, but you know, I still love you because to Jamie, to Jamie Lee Curtis's point, it's like, I don't like you today, but I'm going to stay on the bus because in theory, I'm going to love, I'm, I'm going to love you tomorrow or the next day or the fall. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't always have to like each other because God knows we don't always like each other. <laughs> I just, my mom always told me that hate was such a strong word. It's never hate. Like anytime I ever said, I hate her. My mom would be, my mom, my mom would ground me if I said the word hate. Mm-hmm. I was not allowed to say the word hate. Like it was just, cause you know, as little girls, you're like, I hate you. It's like my mom would slap me and send me up to my room. <laughs> Seriously, I would get grounded for the word hate. So hate kind of, I'm like, hate is such an, such a scary word to me that I'm like, I don't know if I could ever say to you, I hate you. Even though there are plenty of times I have before. In the dark days. I've, I, no, I, I would maybe have called you every other F bomb and a hole <laughs> in the world, but I don't think I could actually say I H A T E U. 
Ooh, she spelled it out. <laughs> she <laughs> no. don't want to say it. No, but I'm just saying, like, I just like, I, that's just such a strong word to me. For sure. I respect your beliefs. You're like, but I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've hated you. No, not at all. It's interesting, though. It is interesting. But I get it. Like, I just, I, I think for me, like, what maybe would make me feel better is like, I've disliked you plenty. And you've disliked me plenty. Right. The hate's just a little. But it's interesting. How much hate can your marriage survive? Yeah. Well, let's talk to Phil and Marlo about it. Get them on. And uh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. 
Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. All right, for all of our listeners, we've been teasing this all episode and we're so, so, so privileged and excited to have the wonderful Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas on our show today. Thank you both so much for being here. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so thank you. we have been reading your book um, like crazy. It's been, it's such a great book. I love the concept, thank how you. you guys went about it. But I kind of want to dive first into um, to Marlo. Marlo, I, I was laughing when I was reading your part where you said that you didn't really even know if you wanted to get married and that you said marriage is like <laughs> living with a jailer you have to please. And I was just yeah, like- that's what- reading at the poolside I was like oh, I was just dying laughing because I'm because you were just like you had no interest at all in getting married no never 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 well you know I grew up uh with my father was one of 10 Lebanese kids nine of them were boys wow so I saw nine Lebanese marriages dominated by these men I mean and they were very loving they weren't abusive or anything they were very loving husbands and loving dads but they were the boss and the wives were in service to them. And I mean, I, so that's the model I saw. And on my mother's side there, she was a, one of five Italians, four girls and a boy, and they all had those same marriages. So to me, that was the definition of marriage and it was completely irresistible. I mean, I thought, well, that's just not for me. And uh, I wasn't upset about it or anything. I just knew that's where I didn't want to go. And, uh, I had another line, which was marriage is like a vacuum cleaner. It's sick. You stick it to your ear and it sucks out all your energy and ambition. <laughs> That's my other one. Uh, so nobody thought I would ever get married. And I don't think I would have had. Uh, had you fallen in love with Phil on um, national television? <laughs> yeah. Well, that didn't hurt. Uh, but also uh, the world had changed a little bit, you know, and the definition of marriage relaxed and I could see that I could with the right partner define my own marriage that it didn't have to be that really strict place that I saw but it could be a roomy enough place to embrace two whole careers two whole lives because I had my own life my own name my own house my own career mm -hmm. as did Phil so we were very much the mirror image of each other in, in terms of personality and ambition and so forth. And that wouldn't have been possible. I could never have married a man like my father or my uncles. It just w wouldn't have happened. So, uh, so a lot had to happen. I had to, I had to meet the right man who I could define my marriage with and, uh, and make a new model. And it's funny, the first five years of our marriage, we lived in two different cities. I was working in LA. He was working in Chicago doing the Donahue show. I was producing like about 12 movies a 
in those five years. And he was raising his four sons. He had custody of his four boys. They were in school. So we were traveling every weekend to each other. And an aunt of mine said to me, that's not a real marriage. And I thought to myself, this is why I never married, because I thought marriage had to be her definition. Mm -hmm. And in fact, she thought my marriage wasn't even a real marriage. And then, of course, after five years, Phil moved the show to New York. I moved myself to New York, and we made a new life. But that wouldn't have been possible. I mean, even a man making the move. You know, we, when we went on the 60 Minutes, 60 Minutes did a, a beautiful show on Phil, on, on the Donahue show. And I, of course, was interviewed for it. And he said to me, you know, he said, I don't know that it's right for a man. He said, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but it's not the man that moves. It's the woman that moves. And I said, oh, Mike, you're not old-fashioned. You're Neanderthal. And so, you know, and I loved him because he left it in, you know, that I called him Neanderthal. But that really was. And Mike, Mike Wallace was an older man. I mean, if he were alive now, he'd be over 100 years old. So uh, for him, that was just a whole other world where men move their jobs for a woman. Right. Um, you know, but the reason he moved it is that we talked about how could we make a life together? And Phil said, I, I can't make a career in, in, in Los Angeles. I, I mean, I'm not interested, that interested in Hollywood personalities. You know, he put some on, but mostly he was in the world of politics and so forth. And I said, well, I can't work in Chicago. I mean, the, the, the places where I can work are LA and New York. And so he said, well, I could work in New York. So we actually chose New York. You know, we could have chosen Budapest. I mean, we chose mm -hmm. a place but we both could work. That That's what that decision was about. And ultimately, it seems like you guys chose each other. And, and Marlo, I have a question for you again before we go to Phil. And in the beginning of the John McEnroe, Patti Smith, uh, you know, se section of the book, there's a quote saying, women are notorious for saying, oh, he's got potential, but potential is not good enough. And it says, marry the person, don't marry potential. When you and Phil began to court each other, was there anything that you saw you're like, okay, I know I love Phil, but there's some things I need to change. Or did you just accept him for who he was? No, I, we did not accept each other for who we were. I think we, we fought pretty hard the first 10 years of our marriage, I think, uh, because we were in a power struggle, really. It wasn't mm. that I wished that he was someone else. I just wished that he was more like me, and he wished that I was more like him, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But, and, but we, you know, one of the interviews that I love in our book, Judy Viors, who's a great children's writer and uh, also written books for adults as well. And she and her husband, Milton, have been married for 60 years. And she said, you know, no matter how hard you try, he's never going to be you and you're never going to be him. So you're just going to have to take it as a given that you're different people and accommodate the differences. Don't try to change him. You don't have to compromise your soul for it. Just accommodate who he is, accommodate who she is. And so we we did do that on our own, but she put it into words that I had not put into words before. And that really is the truth. I, I wanted him to do things more my way. He wanted me to do things more his way. And we, and being type A personalities, we're both bossy. We both ran our own shows. And so we were used to people doing it the way we wanted to do it. And you had to get marriage. The other person doesn't do it the way you want to do it. You have to negotiate 
that and you have to step back and say, okay, you know, he's more laid back than me. I'm a very assertive kind of personality. And so if, if there's a, a challenge, you know, I'm the one that runs for the telephone, let's call this one, let's do that one, let's find a solution. He's the one that says, let's just think this out a second. Wait, wait a minute, what, what, what's the pros, what's the cons? That used to annoy me. You know, I'd say, come on, we can, we can do this, we can fix this. Uh, and he would be annoyed that I was impulsively going forward. But we learned through the years to appreciate each side of it, that a lot of the times it was better to step back and look at it. And a lot of times it was better to jump for a solution. But we had to negotiate that rather than insist that we do it immediately the way the other one wanted to do it and then not pout about it afterward if we didn't get our way. So that that takes some doing. No question. And Phil, let's get to you for a second. With as long as y'all have been married, and before we dive in with some of the celebrity couples y'all interviewed and, and shared stories with, what advice would you would you have just in your personal experience for young married men, even like myself, my wife and I just cele- celebrated five years um, married, and, and but just what through your experience would you have to, to tell someone like me or other guys out there? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a marriage is a high point. I mean, the white dress, the rice. I mean, it's a one, you know, dancing, all your friends and family, uh, you know, and you're married in a cloud of lust and, you know, suddenly things become pretty routine day by day. And challenging. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to anticipate this. Uh, it's amazing, really, that we get married way up here, higher than a kite. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have to take out the garbage. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things change after you're married. And I think that the marriages that last are among, are between two people who anticipate these peaks and valleys. There's no such thing as smooth sailing from beginning to end. Every, we learned this in our travels, meeting all these couples that, you know, it's just amazing that the ones, the ones you look on from the outside appear to be so idyllic. Uh, After you talk to them a little while, you begin to realize that they've all faced serious emotional difficulties that they did not anticipate. So, you know, I, I hate to be the person who brings the dark cloud over everything, but I do think it helps if you anticipate the it, reality. I, I don't think it's a dark cloud. I think what you're saying is, is important because, you know, when you're walking down that aisle, all you can think of is how great this person is and mm-hmm. how great he makes you feel and she makes you feel and and how you know you're going to be the couple that has the perfect marriage well you can have a very perfect marriage except the world comes in at you with disease with addiction with loss of money with loss of job with a infidelity. sick with mm-hmm. infidelity with a sick child with a with a child who dies with uh 
a sudden illness. I mean, all these things that that have happened. Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was a drug addict. Her husband didn't even know that. Neil Patrick Harris's husband, David Burka, uh, had severe alcoholism. They didn't get married with those problems or knowing about those problems. Jesse Jackson went off and, and had an affair with a woman and, and had a baby outside of the marriage. Uh, what's his name? Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon lost all their savings, 30 years of savings in the Bernie Madoff scandal. Um, and and uh, Judy Woodruff and Al, Al Hunt had three children and their firstborn was born with spina bifida, which is a lifelong uh, problem. And Michael J. Fox and Tracy Pollan, three years into marriage, were given his diagnosis of Parkinson's, which would be a lifelong situation. So all of these, these, these things happen. But you said a great thing, Philip. You, you said, well, yeah, well, you, you know, about the fact that these people really wanted it to work. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you can see it, feel it in what they say, how they act. Um, the marriages that last are between two people who really want the marriage to last. Right. I mean, it has to have the will there. And all of them did. I mean, that was one common denominator of all the couples that we interviewed. They really, and they went to marriage counseling. They went to seminars if they had troubles. They really were invested in it. They weren't running for the exit sign when the big storm came. So when any of those things came, like infidelity, loss of money, loss of job, all that stuff came, illnesses, they didn't uh, run away. And I, I got the feeling, and I hadn't really thought of it before, after talking to all these couples and hearing how they went through each challenge, I thought, you know, I bet most people get a divorce or run away because they're afraid they can't do it. Mm -hmm. They're afraid they don't have what it takes to face one of these big things. They just, they don't, it's, it's got to be, because what, I mean, you got to get chicken, you got to get scared. What else would it be? There's no question. And, and Jana and I have experienced a lot of that firsthand through addiction, uh, infidelity, all of that in our marriage too. And you guys are, are kind of preaching exactly what we like to say as well, which is, you know, it's so, it's much harder to stay than it is to leave. And, you know, hitting the eject button and just walking away from those problems when you're not, when like you said, Marlo and Phil, when you're scared of them or don't know how to handle them, it's ultimately what Jan and I found out is similar to, to the stories that you're sharing. It's just, we wanted it and we were going to do right. whatever we needed to, to make it work. And it's such a, you know, reassuring feeling like having couples to, of the, you know, celebrity stature that you've interviewed that you guys are and understanding that the rest of us aren't alone. Like we all have our, our crap. We all have something that we've dealt with. And that's what Jan and I really got from your book is just every story. There's something everyone's married. Yeah. And just like with the, with, you know, the Michael J Fox and Michael and I were talking about that. It was like a game of goosebumps, goosebumps when he said, you know, she was, she was said in marriage, you have to, you know, take it all the good with the bad and right. you know, their issues become your issues. And with our marriages, you know, his addiction then became, you know, I don't take it on, but it's still a part of our marriage now. And it's something we have to, of course. to of course. work together on, you know? I think when you go through it, it's like going through a fire. Mm -hmm. When you get up to the other side of the fire, you burned off a lot of crap that was there. You burned off all the unnecessary stuff that you fight about. 
Because once you go through a big thing, you know, you burned off the petty stuff and now you're now you're kind of naked. Now you now you can begin. Well, and I, I, yeah. And I wonder because, you know, because our first five have been just it's been a battle. But I wonder now, OK, are we going to because I feel stronger than I did the day that I married him. And, you know, even through all the um, discoveries and stuff like I feel we're stronger than we would have been if that didn't happen in a weird way. Like I, I hate that it did for all the pain and all the turmoil, right. but I almost like I love him more because I know all the scars and because of right. the, the pain that like we've pushed through and we've endured that now we can communicate more. And, yeah. you're, and you're in it together mm-hmm. and, and, and communicate together. And then, and also to have a, a set of boundaries that, uh, you know, I can't tolerate not being able to trust you. Mm-hmm. I have to know that you're my guy, you're my girl, mm-hmm. you know, that you aren't going to wander away from me. I mean, those are commitments that we make to each other. You know, uh, Phil and I, I mean, we've been married 40 years, so we have discussed all of those things. Was there something in your marriage where it was almost a breaking point where you just couldn't do it anymore? Well, I think for us, it was really the, the, the being apart. In other words, our careers were so important to us, each individually. And we were able to say to each other, uh, you know, verbally, I, I re- really respect your work. I really respect your work. I respect your ambition. I respect your ambition. But deep down, we really didn't. Deep down, we really were saying to ourselves, if you really loved me, you give that a little bit of that up. If you really loved me, you would, you know, not do that so much. The truth is, is that the, the ambition that I felt for, I mean, a small story about that is that at one point Phil was mad at me that I wasn't coming to Chicago more because I was working in Los Angeles and I was working as a producer and the star of these movies. So I wasn't able to just run away for five days I would had to be there. And so one weekend, you know, I would get there on a Friday night, leave on a Sunday night. And he'd say, well, why can't you come on Thursday? Why can't you leave on Monday? So he was, he was questioning my real commitment, you know, to the marriage. And I said to him, and we were fighting a lot. And I said to him, I said, you know how ambitious you are? You know how much you've invested in your work? I mean, his first marriage really kind of fell apart because he was holding down three jobs and trying to make it and, you know, gave, didn't give as much to the marriage and as all to the family as one might have wanted. Anyway, I said, so you know how much you've sacrificed for your work. You know how ambitious you are. You know how much you put into it, how hard you've had to work to become who you are. I said, well, put a skirt on it. And that's me. <laughs> so if you don't understand that, that that's me, then you can't get we can't get there from here. You know, and that really kind of was a turning point for us because you can say all the verbal, oh, I really believe in you. I think you're really what your dreams are important. But if it's an inconvenience to you, you know, if you're, you know, then then you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. It's got it's got to be it's got to be all the way. And that's what I saw in my parents' marriages and all my uncles' marriages. Sure, they loved their wives. They wanted their wives to have happiness and all that but not an inconvenience to them you know heaven forbid <laughs> yeah so i think i think our 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 
ambition was a very was a separating situation for us for sure and nowadays what how, how do you guys manage your conflict resolution when you have arguments when things come up what's y'all's secret or your key to kind of you know resolving those well one of the uh we interviewed James Carville and Mary Madeline. Is that when you guys were fighting right before you um, went to the interview? Oh, no. That oh, that was, was Tony uh, and Brooke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. That was so <laughs> yeah. funny. I was like, I loved that moment. Sorry. To, but it's I like, they they're were like, fighting. we were fighting. And you're like, secret. We were fighting, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. James Carville's story is funny. Uh, well, it's um, James Carville said, when you find yourself and your spouse going around and around on an issue that is really Mickey Mouse when you step back. The, the thing I like to do is I say out loud to my spouse, let's kick that can down the road. <laughs> and it sounds very cliched and corny until you do it, and, which I did. And we we, we both laughed. After. We did. Well, we both came back off the road and we were going around and around and one of those things, well, you said you did this. No, I didn't. I said you said, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And and, and, and usually ends up with somebody pouting. And, <laughs> and Phil said to me, oh, let's just kick this can down the road. And it's true. You can just say, oh, this is stupid. Let's stop it. So that's one way. That's one. It's kind of a good tool. But I think really more important is that when you get to an impasse where he's holding ground and I'm holding ground and we're both like uh, stubbornly hanging on to what we each feel is the right way to do something or, or the wrong way that the other one did, whatever it is, that impasse, somebody has to be the one to break the impasse. That, that, that's the only way a marriage is going to work is that at different times, each of you will, I call it, take the walk across the desert like Sadat did, you know? <laughs> Somebody has to walk across the desert and say, look, I'm sorry if it sounded like this, or I'm sorry that I did that. I'm sorry I made you feel bad. Or did I do something that made you feel bad? What are you so pissed off about? Let's talk it out. What What are you feeling? You know, not, not that, uh, as uh, Peter Herman uh Mariska Hargitay's husband said, you can't say, I'm sorry if I made you feel bad. You know they feel bad. I'm sorry I made you feel bad. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I said that, that, that made you feel bad. I was cranky. I was in a bad mood because I just got, had a fight with my sister or I got rejected for something I wanted. Whatever it was, you have to look into yourself because a lot of the times when people lash out at each other or pout or something, it's because something else was going on also, you know, but hanging on and holding a grudge, that's just absolutely a no-no. You just have to give that up. It is just bad behavior. You're going to get nowhere with it. Um, being stubborn, pouting. Uh, one of us used to pout a lot. I wonder who that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, a good, I was a Hall of Fame pounder. Yeah, he really, really? was. That's yeah. funny. It's it's interesting. More, I feel like more men do that. I feel like we get defensive more. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, 
I'm half Italian and half Lebanese, so I'm a very out there kind of person. You don't ever have to try to read my mood. It's pretty obvious. Um, and I don't pout. Marlo, I make noise. I'm curious, though, because in the Viola interview, because this is something that um, I do as well. So you said you, that you're the chaser and you follow Phil around till you get him to hear you. And I feel yeah. like in our relationship, it doesn't work because he shut off. Phil, do you actually hear her when she's going after you? Because I feel like I do that. And Mike's like, I can't hear you right now. And I'm trying to be like, but listen to me, listen, listen. And he's just like, doesn't want anything to do with me. So I'm like, how do you a make that work? Cause I like that strategy <laughs> and does it actually work? Well, after all these years, it, it works better. It's still his personality. It's still his personality to walk away from confrontation. It's still his personality. He doesn't, it isn't even confrontation. He'll, he'll confront it, but when he's feeling all tied up inside, he doesn't know how to get it out. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that. And honey, stop me if I'm wrong, but you don't have a, he doesn't have a built-in uh, path back to the sanity of the situation. He has, he's dealing with it. and. Sometimes he has to leave the room to deal with it. And I chase him and say, come on, let's talk this out. Come on, don't, let's do this, let's do that. And, uh, uh, you know, and I'll do that. And then sometimes I'll just leave him alone. Mm -hmm. And then a little while later, he'll come to my study or something and say, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, here's what I was thinking. He wa he, I want it to be over immediately. Yeah. He can't get it over it immediately but he's gotten to a place now where he'll get over it quicker, right? We don't have the same pathway to our own emotions. And I, nobody does. Everybody is different in that way. And so I, th I think you've kind of given up to it a little bit, right? Oh, I'm a whole new person. <laughs> <laughs> No, After but 40 I mean, years I, of marriage no, but I, think it's I think it's really important. It's a very good question. You know, how do you get past those two different... Per well, just you did it the other day. You were really mad at me about something, and I and I got upset, and I left the room. I said, oh, well, this is, this is just unfair. I'm not going to listen to this. And I left the room, and I went to my study, and about a half hour later, an hour later, you came in and said, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. And not everybody has two studies, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it certainly has helped us, but, uh, you know, as you can see, I'm, uh, you know, I'm sort of a, a B personality when I'm with Marlo. That's <laughs> so untrue. I think, well, Phil, untrue. I think you and I are cut from the same cloth because <laughs> I, this sounds very, very familiar, right, honey? Well, it's interesting though, because Marlo, what I found is that if I continue to chase Mike, he doesn't hear me. And because I'm almost looking, you know, to resolve or I want an apology. But when I just stop and I don't do that, he comes back so much quicker and then owns yeah. his stuff. And he sees yes. it like way sooner if I'm trying to be like, didn't you, can't you see that you did this A, B, C, D, and E? And like, but when I just I'm like, all right, go have whatever mood you want to have. And I stay in the right. room where I go outside. He almost acknowledges it quicker and comes back quicker right. if I don't chase him. That's right. So that's kind of been working exactly. for us. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You have to respect and accommodate the other person's ability mm -hmm. to get to find the path back to their own sanity. 
because it's it's an insane moment when you get that kind of upset. You know, you're not you're not in your comfort zone. You've fallen out of your comfort zone. And again, it's fear. You know, it doesn't know how to handle that particular emotion, whatever it is. For sure. And then in the Jamie Lee Curtis and Christopher Guest, was it hatred? Was that the word? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. at the beginning of the show, we we started talking about that because, you know, I was chuckling. But also, I'm like, I don't know. I've disliked Mike, and he's disliked me many times in our short five years. But I don't know if I could say that I've that I hate him. I don't know. Like, right. I just feel like so. I'm yeah. I'm curious. Have y'all have y'all felt that, or or what's no, your? No, that's no, no uh, actually no. That that's why I said a word that I made her repeat it. Yeah. I I, I you know she said that the that the psychiatrist said to her. A marriage depends on how much hatred you can bear, something like that. And I thought, tolerate, how much hatred you can tolerate. And I thought, wow, hatred. No, I, 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 I have never felt hatred toward Phil. I've been really mad at him, really pissed off and want to kill him, but I haven't hated him. Um, <laughs> I love it. Like, I've wanted to kill too, but I still don't hate you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you no, know, hate him. Hate is a pretty strong word. Yeah. I, once, I once asked uh, Billy Graham on my show, um, have, you ever, have you ever thought about divorce? And he said, divorce, never. Murder, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yes. Was there anyone with the 40 couples that you interviewed, was there anybody on your list that you weren't able to get in the book or it just scheduling didn't work out that you'd like to still have this conversation with in the future? Well, we wanted, we very much wanted to interview the Obamas and the Bushes. Mm. Uh, That uh, I'm, I'm, I was just so interested on, you know, being famous is one thing, but being scrutinized every minute of the day is another. And I was just interested how their marriages didn't grow or did grow or you know what did that do because i know in our marriage when we were first married i was a little scared off by uh the 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 scrutiny that we were put under right away i mean we were married about six months and and there were already reports that we were getting a divorce and people making up stories that we'd seen a lawyer and you know and none of it had happened but it was like, wow, this is going to be weird, you know? People just can make up things. For sure. Thank God this was before social media. But, oh, uh, yeah. it, but, it, but it would appear in, you know, in, in crummy papers like the Enquirer and stuff. But still, it's out there. And what happens is it's out there in, the, in a crummy newspaper. But then the next time you do an interview in a good newspaper, it'll say there's been reports of their getting a divorce. And you say, but wait a minute. Right. That was in a paper that's says it has a story about a woman who gave birth to a whale. Why would would you take that seriously? Um, So, and they, so they follow you around, you know, these stories. Mm -hmm. And, and and so I I didn't like the, the scrutiny and the, and the made up divorce stories at first. So I can imagine how, you know, what that kind of life must do and how does it, how, how does it work on your marriage? Like for me, when, there would be stories about us that were untrue. I wanted to immediately have a statement and have the press agent put out something. And Phil's personality was, 
never complain, never explain. So we battled about that. And I would say, yeah, but if we don't say anything, if we don't defend ourselves, it will look like it's true. And he will say, don't, you're just going to feed the story. Mm-hmm. Never complain, never explain. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it turned out that I, I did it his way. I mean, I decided I didn't do it his way to please him. <laughs> I did it his way because I decided that he was right. It mm-hmm. was contrary to what I was my impulse. But I thought about it and thought, he's right. No, I didn't do it just to please him because then I would have resented it. Yep. I did it because I was convinced by his point of view. But 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 you have to be open to it. I totally get that point. I think with us too, you know, things had come out in the public with us. And there was a point where I kind of wanted to talk about it more just because to set the narrative. And, you know, we kind of struggled on that a little bit. Um so there's there's definitely positives and negatives to it because, you know, now that y'all have talked about your story, you're helping a lot of people, too, you know, and I think that's uh-huh. that's kind of the silver lining to to being married for 40 years and sticking through it and having the anonymity, I guess, in the very beginning of not sharing things. But then, you know, now having your book and telling your story that just shows, you know, what y'all have been through and, and everything else. So I, I kind of love that as well. Yeah, and this may this may be a little bit of a cynical question, but with everyone that you interviewed, did you guys ever question their level of honesty when sharing such intimate stories or, or you know ideas about their marriage? Uh, I don't know. Did you? I, I, well, I was shocked at how open everybody was. For sure. Uh, well, when they let us in, you know, when we'd go and knock on their door. They, I remember they looked at you like, "What? what's your angle here? And, <laughs> right. Uh, and the minute I said something about our marriage, mm. no matter how trivial, mm. it just seemed to blow open a large door. And they couldn't wait to talk about their marriage. So, yeah. you know, I went into this thinking we'd do maybe 25-minute, 35-minute interviews Mm-hmm. And how long did we? Three hours. Wow. It'd be, it would be three hours. And, you know, the the book was originally supposed to be 350 pages. It's 600 pages. Yeah. And, and we had told the publisher that we expected that each uh, chapter would be about 2,500 words, which is a nice article length. But each chapter is 5,000 words. Uh, Elton John is 6,000 words. Um because the stories were very rich. We had not expected them to be that interesting. And when we got the, you know, we, we obviously taped it, uh, and then we got the transcript back, and we would go through it and circle, you know, what we thought was really good. And there was just a lot that was so good. And then we started taking ourselves out of it in order to make them shorter. And then we realized, but if we take ourselves out of it, it's not really honest as to what had happened. Mm-hmm. So then we put ourselves back in it and, and they were just very long. And I, when we turned the book in, we thought for sure that our publisher at Harper's would ask us to cut it or to take some stories out to, in order to make it shorter. But she didn't. Uh, she wrote, she called us and said, I think these stories are very good and I don't want you to touch a word of it. So we didn't, uh, we were very lucky. Yeah, we second that just from our experience of reading it because it doesn't feel like a 600-page read at all. And it's 
like you said, if you guys took your part out or, or try to condense these stories, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be as impactful. Yeah. And so I just know from we're huge fans of it and what you guys did with this book. So, yeah. And just, again, not feeling alone, because sometimes I think, are we the only people that have struggled in our marriage? Are we the only people that have had these these issues? And then when I read stories of other couples and you, it's just like, wow, OK, we're not alone. So thank you for having we're not that crazy for other people. <laughs> And us. Exactly. And you know what's really interesting is that you're the winner because mm-hmm. half of us get divorced. Right. So that's that's what's interesting. The statistics are, which was one of the reasons why we were interested in doing the book, the statistics are that half of us get divorced in this country. So the half of us that don't get divorced, us, you, the people in this book, we've had to go through a lot to burn off the bad stuff, to be able to to be able to live with another person who's completely different from you. I mean, one of the things Jamie Lee Curtis said Mm -hmm. is that we are completely different from each other in every way. There's not, and, and Rob Reiner said an interesting thing. He said, you have to work your own side of the street first, (laughs) each of you, before you can come together as a couple, you got to fix up all the stuff that's wrong with you. And then, and then all the stuff that you dumped on the other side of the street too. So the stuff that I might have dumped on his side of the street, and then he dumped on my side of the street. So it's like double, it's double cleanup. (laughs) Exactly, Exactly. each person. And and uh, Ted uh, Danson and Mary Steenburgen talked about that as well. This is his third marriage, her Mm -hmm. second marriage. And I said to him, three marriages. Where'd you get the optimism to get married a third time? And he's this, and they've been married thirty years, so it's working. he said, well, I had to change some things about myself. Like I had to stop lying. Mm. He said, I was a liar. I said, mm. about what? He said, about everything, about what I was feeling. I was also unfaithful, but I didn't tell the truth about who I was because I wanted to be the big, the white knight on a white horse. But so I didn't tell what I was really feeling, my insecurities, all that. I kept all that away to, to look like I was better than I was. I had to learn to be real and vulnerable and say who I was so that I could, you know, not play games. He said, and early on in my relationship with Mary, when I would start to play a game, she would look at me and I could tell that this, she could tell that it was a lie. She, she would call me on it. You know, I had to be a better person. I had to be a, not a better person. I had to be a more honest person of who I was. She could love me who, who I was. I didn't have to pretend to be somebody else. And I think that's, we do that a lot too, all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, Chris Rock has a great line. He says, when you're dating, you're not really dating the real person. You're, you're dating the representation of that person. They're sitting out their representative, you know, their best self. But when you get married, you're going to see all the other stuff that your representative didn't show before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you learn to, work through that and find those things either darling or attractive or sensitive or sympathetic or downright unacceptable and you have to work through it you know yeah and that's just it i mean ted's just for what you're saying from ted's story mirrors kind of my own and some i've a mantra for myself to remind myself when i have those moments is just you know if if i thought the grass was greener it's just going to be the same story but a different cast if I don't, uh-huh. if I'm not introspective, it's going to, the same thing is going to happen. It doesn't matter who my wife is. It doesn't matter who my partner it's, is. Right, and so it's just right. going to be the same thing that Jana and I try to talk about on our show. And, 
in the book that we're doing doing is just you know like you guys are saying you gotta clean your side of the street it starts with you Mm -hmm. right why did you decide to do a show so it actually started with just me um and I had written a book um kind of about things and which you know he was not ready for it and he ripped it up and we got into a big old fight about it and I was like but I feel like we went through this so we could help people and and he was still really stuck in his shame at the time and so then I started this podcast and he came on as a guest and I said look you don't have to say anything we don't have to talk about addiction at the time no one knew about a sex addiction and I was like you just go at your own pace we don't have to tell a soul and it was what two episodes in where we talked about affairs you know me being new and 12-step program of sex addiction and things just kind of took off and uh, you know just we realized like the same thing that we feel reading y'all's book is what we got to feel as well with people being like oh my gosh you know my husband's an, an addict as well or because you guys share this we don't feel so alone we're dealing with infidelity and and so it kind of grew into what the show is now and it's you know it's can be challenging at times but I think this the silver lining is knowing that we're able to help people just as you guys are doing with your book too. And, you know, now we have a book with Harper Collins mm-hmm. as well as there are publishers too, and comes out September about the good fight and things that, you know, we are by no means <laughs> perfect or, Experts. you know, have it all figured out. I mean, shoot, we were fighting 30 minutes before this too. And it was just, <laughs> but here are just some of the things that we learned to keep fighting because, you know, you got to get in there and you got to, work it all out because you know we have two beautiful kids and we want you know we want to be good parents and good partners for each other it's really it's really important to to keep fighting Mm -hmm. it really is i mean we know so many couples who never had a fight you know and they're divorced now because you're, you're not telling if you're not disagreeing with your mate then you're not telling the truth there's no people are not born two peas in a pod i mean i I fight with my brother and sister. I mean, you can't agree with people all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't let it out, then you have resentment. I mean, Deborah Roberts, who's married to Al Roker, talked about resentment that she felt, that she gave up a lot of her career in order to take care of their children. He didn't ask her to do that. Mm-hmm. She made that decision to do that. But she resented the fact that he didn't do it. Well, that wasn't his fault. He, he didn't tell her to do it in the first place. But she felt that as a woman, as a mother that she had to give up a lot of her career, but she never talked about it. She just resented it. And then finally she got it out and they went into marriage counseling and so forth. But that's what happens. If you don't talk about it, it will fester and boil until it becomes impossible. Did you guys go to counseling? Oh my goodness. Oh, we've we've done done more therapy, individual (laughs) couples. Retreats and retreats, intensives. (laughs) (laughs) We've done it all in the last five years. Yeah, that's great. But I'm I'm more in love with them today than I than I was yesterday. So I like because of our struggle. Like I I love our struggle. It's been great. I think if you if you agree to go to counseling, that is a fabulous act of love. That's a person who really wants to make this happen. Well, to make the marriage last. you know, because who the who wants to go and talk about it with a stranger? <laughs> but if you agree to do that, uh, that you know, that's pretty pretty big evidence that you want this marriage. And we discovered that attitude in a lot of the uh, a lot of the people, the couples we interviewed. It, it, often, it's one person 
that saves the marriage and makes it last. Uh, by taking, by, by, by bringing up the therapy, but, but the couple, but the couple who then do it together, like Ron and Cheryl Howard and Brian Cranston and Robin Dearden and all of them who did it together, that became, you know, th that's what saved their marriage. And that's, that's what Phil said from the very beginning of this talk that we're having is that really what makes a marriage last is both people want it to last and work for it. And, and there's just no other way because there's no way for two individual people, unless you're going to marry a sponge, you know, that, <laughs> That it's that it's gonna that's gonna work unless you both invest in it, really have to invest in it, and I think that's the beauty of it and and the, and the fun of it. And and as you were saying, you love him more. You love him more because you do see his his frailties and his imperfections and his desire that for the love of the two of you, he's willing to uh, solve those uh, challenges. Absolutely. That that's. That's that's great. I mean, that that really is. I, I think that is what makes. That's called love. That is, that is it. Fight that is good it. fight. Well, we see we read about a lot of love in y'all's book. What makes a marriage last? And so, please, everyone, please, please, please get this book. It's so 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 good. Um, and Marlo, I'm from Michigan too. So, Michigan, Michigan <laughs> love right here. And we love St. Jude. It's one of the most magical places ever. So, thank you for everything you do. Thank for you, St. Jude. Oh, seriously. bless your heart. Yeah. Thank we um with within country music we've we've been there a bunch um with the you know the St. Jude um radiothon so just thank you oh, for everything yeah. you oh, do great. um Phil I love you you are an inspiration both of you too so thank you so much everyone thank go get you. what makes a marriage last Phil Marlowe thank, thank you, you, you guys all so are much awesome thank you so much really appreciate it good luck to you okay bye bye okay love <laughs> I mean, I love them. I want to be in their next book. I just want to sit down with them and tell stories and have conversations. Oh, for sure. Marlo just is my spirit animal. She really is. I love her. Um, but I hope you guys got a lot out of this. And I, there's just one thing I want to say, too, because you said it's. I think you said it's easier to leave. And I just want to say because some people say I didn't mean, mean to say easier simpler mm. it's just comparing the decisions I gotta say it'd be really effing hard to leave it takes a lot of cujos I think to leave and to be a single parent sometimes it's oh, easier to in, stay if you bring kids in that mix yeah, yeah like it's easier to stay when there's because I just for the women that have like I can't like when I think about being a single parent sometimes when I'm like go down to the the divorce train in my mind i'm like oh shit i don't know if i want them every day <laughs> by myself <laughs> no, no no for sure i'm saying that i wasn't I talking about I our just, situation i was just, no, no, I saying I was divorce just in general like, that's why because people think it's easier just to leave okay, okay that's well. what i'm saying generally that's why it's 50 percent divorce rate in our country is because people have this misconception that it's just easier to leave okay cool. oh i don't want to go through this pain i'm just gonna leave Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure for those people out there to be like, wait a minute. No, no. No, I, had, I can't imagine. I had said that one time and I got in a lot of trouble, so I was just protecting. I knew what you meant. But right. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, we'll just leave it with this. This is part of their book um, in the Tony and Brooke Adams. Um, Brooke says, the bottom line is, and I say this as a woman, a woman, women are impossible and men 
are annoying. Wow. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. See y'all later. Food for thought. <laughs> later. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because... It's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.